And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 215 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. How are we all doing this week? Uh, you know, I'm like, I, had a, I had a pretty good week. I'm not going to complain. Yeah? Good. Yeah. I mean, I was busy at work, but it was like, <clears throat> for once it was kind of good busy. So that was... Good. Nice. Yeah. Sleep eludes me more so than normal. Yeah, sleep is um, a mess. Yesterday, after reaching a point with so little sleep this week that I slept until noon, admittedly it was like six before I got to sleep, uh, within five minutes of being awake I managed to spill an entire cup of iced coffee that I had just poured from my fridge all over the shag rug in my living room. Oh no. That was great. Mm. Well, it gave you something to do in cleaning it up, so there you go. Trying to look on the bright side, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> try yeah. better. Just try better. Okay. <laughs> Not harder. Better. Better. Yes. Um. And then today, my father decided he was going to pop by before we recorded, which is probably just a testament to his being very bored because popping by is an hour and a half drive for him. And bring me cookies. So I do have cookies downstairs. Oh shit. No. Yeah. Why? Why are we in a quarantine? Does the cookie fairy need to, like, visit your front porch? No. there are probably more here than I it's can eat. It's fine. Look, does, have we talked about this on the show before? That, like, I don't like chocolate chip cookies If at we all? have, it has not been recently. Okay, I don't like chocolate chip cookies at all. But somehow Alex's dad is a magician, um, and he makes the actual best chocolate chip cookies on the face of the planet. It's true. And they might they might would cure the migraine that I have today, is all I'm saying. I can run some over when we're done recording. No, 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 no. They'll just hear a it, knock, and then there will be cookies on your doorstep. Why, does, why does it sound like there's something in those cookies that <laughs> shouldn't um, be revealed ever? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there is. We'll clearly, clearly, Brian, you've never met my father. <laughs> um... <laughs> The one yeah, that person would be perhaps, fucking wild, for the record. <laughs> the one person perhaps less likely to enhance a cookie than me. Yeah. His, there is something in it. It's called lots of butter. That's true. <laughs> lots of butter, three different kinds of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, got it. Yeah, he fucking wrecks that shit. He's like, yeah, do it to me. Twice as many chocolate chips as necessary, quote unquote. And the, the exact good, right like, amount. Dark Toll House ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this is. I mean, I've had one. They're really, really good cookies. Don't oh my god, Brian! Brian, I love you, but you've never had like day of the day he makes them. It's. I've like, never had. Day it'll of. blow your fucking mind. 
They're so good. These are day of cookies. He baked them this morning oh. before driving down. <laughs> what the fuck? His life right now consists of baking cookies and trapping squirrels. So, <laughs> wait, tell life. me those aren't related. Maybe that's the secret ingredient. No, I would still eat them. It's fine. They're they're not related. I promise. Okay, right. I have I've watched him of... make them. No squirrel. <laughs> no squirrel. All right. I've had plenty of squirrel in my life. I'd be like, yeah, this this is fine. Jen, you survived the week, okay? Um, that is yet to be seen. Today might be the day. Today might be the day that my head explodes. But you had such a relaxing day yesterday. I know. I think that this is my body, like, fighting me. I just want to be not in pain. It's stupid. I got a massage yesterday. Ah. Uh. Yeah. You have to, like, wear a mask the whole time, and it's really hard when your face is in the little thing. Uh, but it's fine. Well, let's talk comics. <laughs> yeah. We should, sure. we should do that. Um, I've got a couple of things that came out this week that I want to spotlight before we get into the main event. Do right. it. Uh, first, a new number one from Image Comics, Adventure Man, uh, written by some some no-name Matt Fraction, <laughs> and with art by some no-names Terry and Rachel Dodson. Uh, letters are Clayton Cowles, design is Leonardo Olia, and editors are Lauren Senkovich and Turner Lobey. This is a book that has been in the works for over a decade. Uh, I remember hearing Matt talk about this at DragonCon like 2015, maybe? Um, it is worth the wait. The first half of this first issue takes place entirely in this sort of pulp last hurrah of adventure man and his basically justice league fighting this world ending threat and then it cuts to current day and we meet our main character who is super cool she runs like her mother's old bookstore uh has a kid and is part of a big family and is hard of hearing and just kind of wants to live this quiet, peaceful life. When crazy things start happening, one of the old adventure man cohorts shows up in her store with this creepy book and is then attached, uh, attacked by a person that is in fact a swarm of bugs and carried yeah. away. Is it Spider's Man? It's that same vibe, just <laughs> okay. a greater variety of bug fauna. But it is so good. It's it's got pulp vibes and a sense of humor and Terry and Rachel Dodson art is so so good always 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 and this is clearly one of those books that they've taken their time to really put a lot of detail in um could not recommend it more the other thing i want to mention is a book called graffiti's wall and i know there have been other iterations of this book out there uh i think it started as Something like a Kickstarter, but a UK-based version of Kickstarter uh, in 2017. And then I think there was a paperback release through comic shops last year or year before. Um, but this is written by Ram V, with art by Anand Radhakrishnan. The letter is Aditya Bidakar. Colors are by Jason Wardy, Irma Navela, and Arnan Radhakrishnan and art assistance by uh, Jerish Malap. This is a four-issue series where each issue is sort of a coming-of-age story by uh, about a different kid in the same sort of circle of friends in 
Mumbai. Uh, I haven't finished reading it yet, honestly, but what I've read so far is just spectacular. Uh, the art, uh, the the first the first chapter uh, is about a kid named Graffiti, who's a graffiti artist, uh, who's constantly getting in trouble for doing what he does when he could just get commissions from an upper caste and doesn't because he likes leaving his mark where he can. Uh, even though he knows it will be erased, there's this great line in it about how it may get painted over, but he'll always know it was there and what it looked like and that kind of thing. Just about sort of the fleetingness of art um, and tying that to growing up and having to to walk away from those kinds of things. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's really spectacular. The hardcover, I think, may have been available for a little while now through bookstores. But it's in comics, comic shops as of this last week. And now, our main event this week, the 2011 Wonder Woman run. We're going to talk about the first half of this, uh, 0 through 18. 0 actually goes after, like, issue 12, I think. 12, yep. This was written by Brian Azzarello. Art was by Cliff Chang and Tony Akins with Dan Green, Kano, Rick Burchett, Amal Carpina, and Gordon Sudska. Colors were by Matthew Wilson and Nick Filardi. The letterer was Jared K. Fletcher, and covers were by Cliff Chang. So, I remember reading this as it came out, and absolutely loving it. Jen, you mentioned last week that this was something I had handed to you when you started getting back into comics. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you actually, like, gave me the first two. I'm pretty sure I did, because... My my go-to move, um, less so less so now because I can't remember honestly what you two have at this point. <laughs> um yeah. or other friends who I do this to, but my go-to move is using gift giving to inflict good comics on people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think most good gift givers find something that they like and then try and share the thing that they like, right? Yeah. And the and the test of how well, you know the other person is if they then also like it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this, I'm I'm pretty sure you're right. I think this was in some birthday Christmas present at some point. Yeah. Because it also creates the obligation of, well, now I have to start it because they gave it to me <laughs> as a present. Exactly. Um, there's that little bit of Slytherin in me. <laughs> Brian, what of this had you read before? Uh, turns out, so I was correct. I had started this before and had read issue one. <laughs> it's a good place to start. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Indeed. It was a great place to start. Get that good, uh, good peacock cloak. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, thank you for uh, for giving me reason to read more of it. <laughs> that that is a loaded bit of thanks because I know that translates as "God damn it, I've got to finish this." And Nailbiter? <laughs> and the Nailbiter, Back yes. to back you do this to me? Uh, yeah, that, I, I literally said that to Jen while you stepped away from it. I was like, and now I have to read the rest of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, uh, I don't know how we want to start about it. I mean, I, I'm looking at all of them right now on my tablet, and um, I, I, I'll start just with the covers. Yeah. And the art, holy cow! These covers are—I—they're I, I, like iconic. They are yes. just gorgeous. Cliff Chang, his art is so unique to me. Um, in that it is a stylized art. 
very definitely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I tend, uh, you know, and I've said it lots of times, I tend not to like for superheroes. But man, does his particular style work for me. I just love Cliff Chang. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, these these covers, and, and obviously all the art inside, is just fantastic and fits the story incredibly well. Yeah, I remember, I know I've talked about it before, maybe not recently. The New 52 was essentially when I started reading comics. It, it yeah. gave me a very easy on-road. Um, and I did it in the worst way possible, which was to buy everything and then pare down from there. And that probably explains mm-hmm. a lot about my hundred book pull list. <laughs> um, it's actually 85 right now. I'm very proud. But talking about the covers and the style, this was one of those books that was very easy to sort of cut through navigating everything that I was trying to to read and figure out if I liked it. And to some degree write those neural pathways that are, this is how you read a comic, because I hadn't really done that. Um, But this book always kind of had that, no, no, this is something special. This is something different. Hang on to it vibe, just visually. Um, Which is to say nothing of how funny and bright I think the writing is. Uh, Yeah, this, this was one of the books that very much cemented, okay, I like reading monthly comics this way yeah and rereading it especially these early issues i think i think i might have reread them once before uh but it it stands out like how much how much more i can appreciate them now that i do kind of have those those pathways there on this is how you parse comic art because boy howdy i know there were things i just did not process correctly the first time i read this yeah and that's not just this book that's any book i read in those first couple months and yeah, again, before we even open one, looking at these covers again, the other is obviously Matt Wilson's colors. I mean, yeah, I, I I've said that before. I he is one of one of, if not my favorite colors. I just I love Matt Wilson. Um, and it works great with Cliff's style. Those those kind of bright in a lot of places contrasty colors. Yeah, I right? mean, this is not even the first. Cliff Chang Matthew Wilson joint we have talked about since we switched no. formats. Yeah. Like they are god tier. <laughs> they are they are they are S tier, yes. They are. <laughs> um the other thing I want to point out about this that I did not realize at all is uh and this being something that came out in twenty eleven, um, this is essentially one large long story. Yeah. This was more than anything DC was putting out at the time, and you had some longer form storytelling, like Snyder's Batman run built on itself a lot, but it built on itself in a way that was still written to arcs and written to trades. Right. This had kind of a season vibe to it. Like there are a couple of big tent post moments in it where the status quo shifts a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is the end of issue 12 where you see Orion for the first time. Like, I remember listening to other comics podcasts as this was coming out, that being a big like sea change moment in the scope of this series. Yeah. But this was really the only thing DC was putting out at the time that just, you got on with the first issue and you kept going. There was no jumping on, right. jumping off. And there was, there was a, 
I don't want to say a lot, but the two, the, the really the two thousands I think is when TV and and comic both there was a lot of storytelling that kind of shifted to that either there was a story in the episode you know episode to episode but there was an there was a through arc that built to a bigger thing you saw it a lot in TV shows where you know uh, there was this through thread that every once in a while like every five or six episodes you get a sprinkle of you know, get an episode that really advanced that one. And other than that, you just got drops of it. This was how I watched like, Bones until I gave up on Bones. Yeah, I would yeah, only tap in right. for the important ones. Right. And and then, you know, you'd have the season finale, which was like a big story that wrapped up that whole thing, right? And you, you had that a lot in comics with arcs, where there was some things that would get dri- trickled through, like, three or four arcs, and then you would have a wrap-up of that big whatever, right? Yeah. This was... This is probably the earliest thing I know of, at least that I've started or whatever, that is, I mean, it's not even that. It is literally just one long story. It's like Wicked Divine. It's it's just, you start at one and the story finishes when it ends. Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably point to some earlier creator-owned books that paved the way for this. But in Big 2 Superhero? Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's kind of what I mean by what I was involved or aware of. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, ah, man, obviously, Wicked Divine, Paper Girls, that's, I love those, which are very much in this format. Right? Yeah. And this is fantastic, too. I, I, I don't think I know and realized until this one how much I love that format. Yeah, it's in the right hands, especially. Yes. It is really yeah, killer. Because... What it lets you do is play with status quo. Mm -hmm. Instead of having the end of an arc make a big change, you can change things issue to issue or sometimes even scene to scene and let them be meaningful. Yep. Um, I'm sure I've said it on here before, but I'll make the point sometimes that at a certain level, comics is a conservative medium because it has to go back to a status quo for a new writer to come in so you can let new readers in that kind of thing and i think the 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 arc to arc format at a smaller scale kind of has a little bit of that where you have to sort of have these points where the story breaks so you can have someone come on as a new reader or catch someone up if it's been a little while and there's value to that but breaking that format opens the doors to it's it's like the hickman x-men stuff right like that does right, sort of uh, the yeah. same thing yep yeah. uh let's see what else can we talk about in general about the whole series? well one is uh, i'll just flat out say i this may be my favorite representation of the olympian god i've seen in in wonder woman ever yeah the world building here is so different from any other version of the Greek gods that I've seen in DC yep. comics. Yep. Um, to, to the point that like, I am not normally one to complain about a new take on things, but the rebirth wonder woman resetting and taking so much of this version of these characters out of continuity. Part of the reason that does get under my skin is how clever I think a lot of this is. Yeah. Well, one of the things, and I think it may have been Aries says, uh, something about, you know, yeah, you haven't seen me like this before, right? Yeah. And, which is an acknowledgement to, yeah, they're Olympian gods. We know they appear in different forms all the time throughout history. And so, 
it's it, it almost is okay that during this run, during this period, right? This is how they chose to present themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think changing that now takes away from this. It, now, it that doesn't said, as much as none of this happened. Like, that's right. the thing that wrinkles me. Right. And God, it, it, this really... I don't know if I want to go into that, but I, I, will, I will. So, it, this made me think a lot about the Rebirth Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. Because I hadn't read this before, and the whole idea of them trying to, oh, we're going to, you know, reestablish a whole new identity, a canon single whatever for Wonder Woman, et cetera, et cetera. <sighs> I think it, A, is futile and disingenuous to the, to all of the ones that came before, right? Yeah. And two, it, they kind of, in my opinion, didn't really land it or do it. It still seems messy. Well, it feels it feels a little regressive because right yeah. what what really stands one of the things that stands out to me in this run is she's not working for the government. Steve Trevor's nowhere to be seen. Thank goodness. It really is a Wonder Woman with a world of her own on her own. Yeah, she has her own agency. Yes. That yeah, and and getting into this one the first time, what I told Alex was that like I didn't like Wonder Woman comics. Uh, yeah. Because she tends to be written uh, except for a few key arcs. She tends to be written uh kind of dumb. Mhm. Um and she doesn't speak like she's been in our world for 70 years. years. Yeah. yeah. Um and she doesn't she doesn't do her own things. There's always somebody else pulling the strings. And he handed me this, and it's like, okay, sure. So, <laughs> what I'm hearing is Wonder Woman is the chocolate chip cookies of comics. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. And this this is the your dad's chocolate chip cookies. Good take. Um, but it, it, it also seemed the 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 resetting of that origin, putting her back, also seemed to me disingenuous to kind of the idea of what rebirth was. And mm-hmm. my thought was. Why didn't they establish with Wonder Woman that because she has, you know, like five different kind of origins that have been, that all of them were true? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That none of them were invalid and they all occurred because of, you know, the, and you could even, you could even pin it on the Olympian gods, right? You know, there's different, there's different slight variations to, the legends that we have about Olympian gods. You and, could blame yeah. it on the bossa nova. <clears throat> sure. And, and make it so that, yeah, all of these have been true. Yeah, anyway. As as it, an it, aside, it, it, I think we're going to honestly see some version of everything is true very soon in the DC universe based on some of the stuff that's been happening in action comics and that Snyder's talked about with death metal. Yeah. I think we're going to get soon a a an in-universe knowledge and understanding of different iterations of this world have existed and we are the sum of those parts. I it, well that was that was the the idea and the spirit behind rebirth, right? I don't know that it ever got as far as that though. Like I think it I, I think it acknowledged reboots, right. but I don't think it ever ever put the unit like each individual in the universe in a position of saying i am 
a collection of experiences that have happened and haven't happened anymore, but they're all legitimate and valid. Yeah. Well, my saying is uh, more uh, not what actually happened in Rebirth, like in, in the universe, but like the spirit of uni- of Rebirth that Jeff Johns said, you know, the idea is to put everything back on the table. Sure. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. So I think it's what Rebirth was supposed to lead to. I'll say it that way. Yeah. That. I think we're about to about to find ourselves now, in that place. All of that being said, let's get back to this specific run. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I guess we can just kind of jump into um, what happens here, right? Yeah, um, and I don't, I don't think we need to go through this one beat by beat because no, so much happens. This would be a three-hour episode. Oh my, not God, joking. Yeah. No, but I think we, I think we can hit on some major things like, like it opens with um, Hermes showing up to um, defend this young woman on a farm yep that's by herself on a farm and we see these fantastical creatures come in try to kill her and uh hermes throws her a key and she shows up in wonder woman's apartment in london well first of all let's take a super quick i love the fact that her base is in london and not baltimore or dc or wherever yeah yeah like I think it, again, kind of like Alex was saying earlier, it separates her from so much of what is her traditional type baggage, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. Anyway. Um, and I think I the, think that was super intentional, too, because the way, I mean, not to get into New 52 timelines, because that's its own oh, insanity. Yeah. But one of the things that Azarello I think, had to be conscious of was... This is a world where Wonder Woman has existed for a long time before Superman was publicly visible. And how do you balance that with Superman with Superman still being the first publicly visible hero? Um, because the whole distinction between Earth Zero and Earth Two in the New 52 was Superman was first in Earth Zero, Wonder Woman was first on Earth Two. Yeah. Yeah. Um but essentially what we find out is the reason Hermes showed up to protect her and Wonder Woman goes back uh, to, to help fight them off is that uh, this, this young woman, Zola is her name, is pregnant and we find out she's pregnant with Zeus's child. It's the classic, Zeus, don't fuck that thing. Oops, I fucked that thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, and so the rest of... Pretty much all of what we have read so far, there's uh, towards the end it changes slightly, but for the most part, it is the rest of the story is Wonder Woman and Hermes protecting her and yeah. the and the child. The way I like to describe this book is if Wonder Woman were the most sane character in a mafioso Greek god family. <laughs> But yeah, that's entirely accurate. It's a very accurate description. Yes. Like, if you want superheroes and Greek gods and the Sopranos, then you want this book. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We know, just like from Greek, his- from Greek mythology, Hera never likes it when Zeus does this. <laughs> And Zeus does this a lot. Yeah. And Zeus does this a lot. So it is, huh, 
it 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 is Hera sending creatures and making deals with others and offering bounties for um basically for this girl and the child to be killed as she as she does. Yep. Um the other key thing to know at this point is that Zeus is no longer in existence. Right, he has disappeared into the ether, whatever that Correct. means. Right, <laughs> which means there is no one on the throne of Olympus. And yeah, that yeah, that void in power goes really really well with uh, <laughs> a bunch of Greek gods in play, right? Yeah. Um the very first scene of this that pays off throughout the first issue is actually of Apollo yeah. killing some socialites to channel the fates and learning of a prophecy that Zeus's disappearance kicks off. So power vacuums, scheming family, and prophecy. Nothing can go wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like I said, I, I mean... I, do we talk about? Do we want to talk about the different characterizations of the Greek gods or not? I think we should. It's a lot of the fun of this book. It mm-hmm. it is a lot of what gives this book the character it has. So Hermes is what I would consider the most traditional. Honestly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he is part. They call him Birdman. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like he has little literal bird claws for his feet, and you know. And then the wings that traditionally are on his slippers or whatever, right, are actually on his ankles. They're actually part of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he has big, solid black bird eyes. And, yeah. So he's the most traditional of these. Uh, well, I say that. Uh, other than Hera, probably. Yeah. Hera is, she is a beautiful goddess of a woman who walks around mostly in her peacock cloak. Um, and does a lot of commanding of people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Um, st- then we have Strife, who is probably the next one we get introduced to. And Strife is a... Uh, uh, like a London club scene purple girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like heavy eye makeup. Um, she, she's an face, Instagram model. She is an Instagram model. There you go. That's head shaved. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, she's she's beautiful and wonderful and super super snarky. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the snarkiest. Yes. One hundred percent there to stir the pot. Oh yeah, because yeah. she she is I, she's not even necessarily switching sides. Because she's never really completely on a side. Yeah. She's just kind of egging everybody on to cause, you know, strife. Both ends <laughs> against the middle. That is her MO. That that's it exactly. Um so in trying to keep Zola safe, they think one of the one of the places they should probably take her that may they may be able to keep her safe is Paradise Island. So they go to Themyscira. Which um you know, obviously leads uh, Wonder Woman to have chats with her mom, and oh boy, thing, then things get revealed, huh? So, um, at the time, as I'm yeah. sure we can all imagine, this status quo change, which, like, in the context of New 52, I think is a perfect time to do something like this. But this status quo change for Wonder Woman 
is maybe the first example I was ever aware of while reading comics of internet backlash, which I could never wrap my head around because I love this. I love this (laughs) idea. Yeah. I think this was very quickly followed by the um, Jane Foster as Thor backlash, Uh, wasn't it? About three years. Was it was it that long? Yeah, I didn't think it was that far apart. Because this was like okay. issue three. This would have been September October of twenty eleven. Jane Foster. Yeah, was that's true. Twenty fourteen, I think. Okay, all right, all right. Um, but they they remind me of each other. That yes. backlash. That yeah, right. What um, we're talking about is Wonder Woman learns that the I made you out of clay story. And Zeus and Zeus brought you to life. Right. Is not. It is what what one would call a lie. <laughs> I mean, I would call it that. Yeah. Some headline writers might call it uh, an alternative fact, but it's a lie. <laughs> like all alternative facts, it's a lie. It's a lie. That's, that's, that's the definition of an alternative fact. Um, a non-truth, yes. Um, because, hey, how about this? Um... Turns out Hippolyta was another one of those that Zeus came to and, uh, and and had a dalliance with, yes. Yeah. And the reason that they came up with this created out of clay story was to protect Diana from from Hera. Yeah. The wrath of Hera. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I love but, I love the way we get this story with it being they they were sparring partners and it was like dance and it was passionate and one thing led to Another. And then as soon as Hippolyta realized she was pregnant, that was the end of it. She never saw Zeus again. Right. Um, and, w- like, we find out that they're, you know, kind of the the mean girls of Paradise Island. <laughs> um, used to call her Clay when she was a little kid, right, as an insult. Uh, basically saying, you don't, you don't, you're not one of us, you don't belong here, right? And now it turns out she finds out that she not only wasn't made of Clay... That she is actual, you know, flesh daughter of Hippolyta, but is also a child of Zeus. Yep. Yep. Yeah. As Hephaestus will put it, like the next issue, you've been in this family five minutes and you're already fighting? Yep, you're one of us. You're one of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) To give you an example of the kind of things that Strife does just to stir the pot, right? Like when she shows up on Paradise Island, um... Uh, there's like this invasion of, you know, people. And so the Amazons all start to go and attack them until Wonder Woman realizes, hey, everybody stop. You're attacking each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Uh, See, some of the other gods, we get Apollo and Artemis, who are, Apollo is like onyx-skinned. Artemis is the moon, like skin like the moon. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she has and she has a uh, 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 crescent daggers like Moon Knight. Yes, she can throw. yes, <laughs> yes. I loved that. Um, and there's even a, later in this. Uh, there's even a gin. Con- I want to say it now, so I don't forget. There's a gin conspiracy corner in here. Oh yes, is this the 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 glove? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, oh no. It's when uh, Lennox says something about, "Wow, you've got your own real sanctum sanctorum here, don't you?" Oh. <laughs> 
So yes. you're not referring to the Infinity Gauntlet in Hephaestus's workshop. Yeah, I am not. I mean that also, but yeah, but specifically what made me th- what was was the yeah the Sanctum Sanctorum comment. Yes, um, it's gonna happen, you guys. We've just been thrown off by a pandemic. It's gonna <laughs> happen. <laughs> so yeah, that um that kind of rocks Wonder Woman's world <laughs> that she finds this out. Um. And I like how we, from issue to issue, uh, even though it's one story, it kind of seems like it jumps. A little bit. I don't think we ever see, like, huge time jumps. The, the no, one, we, we, the uh, one it, that exists is, like, a, a just for Zola getting pulled into the underworld, basically. Right. And I don't mean, I don't mean it seems like there skips, like, time jumps. I mean, like... Like, you read the first couple of pages, and it's like, whoa, 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 we were just taught, especially if you read it back-to-back like this, right, yeah. in one big thing. It's like, whoa, 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 we were just had Diana on Paradise Island, and now we're uh, at talking to Apollo, and it seems like it's, and she's somewhere else, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, what happened? But then, as you keep reading, you're like, no, this is just like a couple of days later. This is the same story. We're not jumping or skipping. Yeah. So it just has that feel to it until you keep reading, and you're like, no, it fits in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I do love I do love Diana in the London Club. So can we talk just... about her outfit in the London Club? Oh, sure. Yeah. I love that design. Oh, me too. Yeah. To my knowledge, that's the only time we see her in that costume. She is in uh, those have to be leather pants, right? Oh, they are. Yeah, absolutely. it's yeah. everything yeah. leather and chokers and upper arm bracelets, and it's just. Diana is out to raise hell, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's black leather pants. It's like a, a a scoop neck white tee, essentially, like tank top, or almost like a cami, right? With like a leather vest, a black leather vest over it, and then yeah, she has her bracers on and an upper armband and her Wonder Woman W choker, and then heavy eye makeup, and like she looks. Yeah, she looks amazing and ready to fuck some shit up. <laughs> if I saw that walk into the club, I'd be like, um, I don't belong here anymore. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if I am simultaneously super excited or absolutely terrified. Because yes. something's going to happen. The answer happen. is yes. Because <laughs> something's going to happen. Yeah, yes. Um, Yeah, it, it's pretty wonderful. And there's a there's a... Essentially, a confrontation with strife, and then we move on. I don't. We're not going to hit and no. dig into every single piece of this, but um, uh, essentially, we continue with them trying to protect her. Um, and Hera find the the big thing is Hera finds out that Diana is the daughter of Zeus, and therefore, and you know what? I'm going to stop saying Diana at this point because that's one of the things that she says is no i'm not diana anymore and i'm not the princess i'm wonder woman now and that's all i am yeah right and it's her because that's the identity that is completely hers and i think that's why she kind of retreats to that it's something Um, she knows is true right so Hera comes down and rather than like all of the amazons are willing to literally fight the goddess Hera uh to protect their queen but the queen is like, no, I, I, I really, I know I did this, and I submit to you as our patron goddess, and you can kill me. 
and Hera's like, I wish I could, but I can't, and I can't forgive you. Mm-hmm. So she turns Hippolyta to clay and all of the Amazons to snakes. It had to be snakes. Had to be. Yeah. Like, that, it, I think what I love about that is that is like such a accurate, in the spirit of Greek mythology, oh, yeah. punishment, right? Yeah. Like, super, super clever, guys. Good yeah. job with that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> then we get what is the first of a few plans that they have to try to reconcile all this. Yes. We, we get the introduction of <laughs> Linux, first off. Oh, yeah. We do have to mention Linux. Who is... God, Linux. Um, Wonder Linux Woman's is... older brother. Yes. He is a child of Zeus also. Um, so half-brother, right? Yeah. Um, and he is made of living stone, so he's part Ben Grimm. <laughs> he's definitely part Constantine. Yeah. <laughs> In that he is a British, super short hair cropped, um, wise ass. Constantly trying to bum a smoke. Constantly trying <laughs> to bum a smoke guy. And knows, knows the street level side of this whole being a child of Zeus thing. Yeah. And like he's right? he's got good relationships with some of the other low key bastard yes. children. Yep. But he's he's a good person for for Wonder Woman to have on her side in all this. Mhm. He is. If this was made into a movie in the 90s, he would be played by Vinnie Jones. I think if he was this was made into a movie today, he would be played by Vinnie Jones. Yeah, probably, honestly. Reading this, I was sitting here thinking, this is just Vinnie Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do love like there's this there's this scene of them at a cafe in London, right? That's just Diana in, you know, just a, kind of a normal outfit. Um Zola in her in her like khaki cargo shorts and flannel shirt he is in a a, a beat up t-shirt and an old leather jacket and hermes is in like red cyclops style sunglasses (laughs) yeah they even look like they have an x on them it's crazy yes (laughs) a stocking cap and like this giant green coat that covers up his blue skin so he's like all kind of covered up it's not even green it's camo why is it camo oh it is camo you're right (laughs) i just it it, i don't know why but that scene just makes me that scene just kind of cracked me up that they're all just sitting out here like this they're weird london hipster vibes (laughs) yes Yeah. Um, I, um speaking of Zola, I do not think we have mentioned just how delightful Zola is. I stand have, Zola yeah. so hard. So hard. Um like, good low key snark. Not here for any of this shit, but knows she has to be. And like walks well, that I, line of buying into it and just wanting to say fuck it. So the other so thing well. It, yeah, it like to give you a sense of her person right is I think it's Hermes asks her. So, yeah, we know Zeus is the father. Do you know who he appeared to you as? She's like, yeah, I think it was a truck driver. Or it could have been a guy in a pool hall. Or it could have been... Could have been that that band member. I hope it was that band member. Right, exactly. (laughs) But, like, you learn she's, like, not ashamed at all of who she is or what her, you know, what her sexual predilections are. Fucking love it. Yeah, She's just super open and like, no, yeah, I'm... I enjoy it, and I have 
different partners and that's who I am and I don't care what you think about it. This, There's another comment, but I want to save it for when yeah. we get to it. It's a beautiful comment. So this first their scheme, idea is, yeah. yeah, this first scheme is essentially that uh, Wonder Woman's kind of summons or, or gets to a place where she can chat with um, Poseidon. I love this Poseidon design. I was about so to say, much. let's talk about Poseidon, though. The, the frog whale. Yes. The <laughs> Lord Jabu Jabu, as he is known in the Zelda games. <laughs> Lord Jabu Jabu, yes. There are three original comic pages over my fireplace. The one dead center is a Cliff Chang full page shot splash of Poseidon rising out of the pool in Mount Olympus. It makes me so happy. So happy. I love this design. I love everything about it. He's just just, so I love his whiskers. His whiskers and his like I tentacle things. His his seahorse minions. Oh yeah. His hippocampi. Yeah. His his upside down starfish crown. Like you know he's you know he stinks and is covered in barnacles and is like gross as fuck, but he's so cool. Yes, yeah. He's also, like all the br- all the briny, right? Also yes. talking about casting, this is one hundred percent Brian Blessed in my head. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I I get that. I get that vibe. Yes, not just because Brian Blessed played uh, uh the head, the hot hot guy in. Flash Gordon. Right? I mean, yes, that's who that's that's Brian Blessed. Yeah, that's, uh, that's who Brian Blessed is. Also yeah. Claudia not Claudius, also uh Augustus and I Claudius. But no, um he also played Buck, what's his name? The guy who rules over Jar Jar Binks's is... Oh Watto. No, Watto was the blue flame. Oh, oh, uh, Boss Nass. Boss Nass, yes. Yes. He was yeah, also yeah, yeah. he was also Boss Nass in episode one of Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I I totally give that vibe to him. Yeah, and then while Wonder Woman's doing that, uh, Lennox goes to um goes into a little sewer area, and summons, talks to, confronts our next god, which is Hades, the 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 last of the three brothers. Right, you have Zeus, yeah. Hades, and Poseidon, who are the three brothers. And can we talk about this Hades incarnation? The the <laughs> dripping wax candle crown that covers his whole head. Yes. Yeah, so he is, I, 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 I like size. What I, I like a late teenage boy, right? Um, I'm, I'm casting. Is it number five from Umbrella Academy? Oh yeah, I can see. Oh yeah, 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 I can see yeah. that. Totally see that. Um, so he is, yeah, his like white skin. Um, and all you see is like his mouth and chin, though. Because he has this black and red armor that's like melty, kind of. Yeah. Much like literally, there are, I think it's like five or seven candles, these giant, like two inch thick candles that are a crown on his head that are burning. So it's just glowing. And all of the wax from them has run down and run over his head. So it's like a mask. Yeah. That, like, no eyes, no eye holes or anything, just. This big mass of wax. And anytime he's on the page, it is 100% Matthew Wilson flexing his ability yeah. to draw lighting. Yes. Yeah, you are mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yes. And he does it oh so well. Um, so, yeah, the, the idea that they have, right, 
is um if I get too far here. Uh no, here we go. The idea that they have here is that um which is also another super super Greek like appropriate type deal, right? Is they're saying that Poseidon will rule Olympus during the day, Hades will rule Olympus at night, and they will share Hera as their queen. Hera, mm-hmm. who rightfully is pissed by this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Guess which uh, guess which person's consent they didn't get to this deal. No. <laughs> which was admittedly a scheme to distract Hera, so I guess that right. worked. Right. I mean, you later, like, they're like, they're like, oh, now this, Poseidon's like, no, I want no part of it. I'm going to take the throne, right? And Hades is like, Hades is the one who catches onto it faster. Yeah. And he's like, no, wait, wait, just listen. This is kind of a, uh, this, like, he's kind of like me. He's like, this is a super appropriate (laughs) (laughs) deal, right? For a Greek gods. Um, Yeah. So Hera shows up. Turns out the idea really was to get her pissed and make her show up, right? Yep. That's what this whole thing was actually for. So Lennox breaks a candle after lighting his cigarette off a candle on Hades' crown, by the way. Snaps off a <laughs> candle and throws it to Wonder Woman, who catches it and Hermes' staff to uh, teleport uh, Hera back to um, Olympus. And then uses the candle to basically, basically cast, I think, to blind her so she can't see. She bind her to Olympus and blind her. Uh, they use the candle to right. shatter the reflecting pool that she uses to spy on everyone. Right, that's mm-hmm. what I mean by yeah. blinding her. Right, not yeah. like 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 she can't see what's around yeah. her. No, but just like, just to be like, clear, like that's yeah. that. It's the classical gods sitting around the pool watching mortals pool. Yes. <laughs> the yep. reality TV. Which later will there, be replaced yes. with just a swimming pool, which makes me I get so happy. <laughs> yeah. So um. So yeah, obviously the, they both the, Hades and um and Poseidon are both like, oh, so you basically used us for this. Poseidon's amused by the whole thing and laughs yeah. and takes off. Um, Hades says, okay, yeah, well played, and walks off. But then we find out that he's got his own scheme. And he turns around and basically kidnaps Zola. Yeah. Takes her with him. Yeah. To, gee, where would Hades take her? To the underworld. Way down under the ground. Way down right. in Hades town. I fucked that up. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which then leads to what, what, if you want to break this into arcs, what I would say is probably like the next arc of this, right? Yeah. If you want to, if you want to try and break it into arcs. It's certainly um, the next phase. It's where Wonder Woman right. really starts scheming and playing the game with the rest of her family where she embraces her her entrance into this family yeah. and and yes and yes um so essentially her and hermes try to make their way through the underworld right um and they find zola and this is where we have that one time skip that that you were talking about alex where Time flows differently in Hades than it does in the realm of mortals. Yeah. And when they finally find Zola, it is like eight months later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is near the end of her pregnancy. Correct. She is reaching her term. Yeah. yeah. Um, As a quick aside, and... we, we did jump over. I just want to acknowledge we meet oh, sure. uh, 
Oh, yeah. We meet Eros and Hephaestus. Um, Let's talk about Eros for a second. The man, oh, yeah, I did, the I, man I, I did with the golden bit. guns. Nope, wrong melody. <laughs> What's wrong with me that today? Is... I don't know. Um, but yeah, so uh, they go visit Hephaestus, who is, uh, I, again, super super cool. Uh, burning burning him. legs that Linux can light a cigarette off of. Yeah, <laughs> so he has. He has essentially the ability to, uh, any of his limbs can become lava-encrusted rock, kind of. Yeah. Uh, much like, like a Ben Grimm on fire type. <laughs> yeah. You average Ben and Johnny. There you go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That, that's good. A real Michael um, Chiklis vibe this guy has. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Eros is just this, um, oh, Wow. Uh, the gangster of love is what the the issue he is introduced <laughs> in is called. <laughs> the gangster of love. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes, yeah. He has these golden guns that instead of his traditional bow and arrow, if he shoots you with a bullet from the golden guns, you fall in love. Right? Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's uh, and ten of ten wood would bang. Ten of ten would bang. Yes. Uh, also, all of yeah. Hephaestus's workers are. The male children of the Amazons, because they, three times a decade, go raid ships uh, so they can have kids, kill all the men, and any male children born uh, go to Hephaestus instead of being drowned. And they're all super loyal to Hephaestus for saving him, saving them. And I think this is where you learn in this incarnation that, and I honestly, God, I love this, that the Amazons are not the perfect idyllic society that they are in so many incarnations of, right? Yeah. They're like just pure good in so many incarnations of Wonder Woman. No, they're Greek characters in this incarnation. I like, I, I do want to talk really, really quickly about the whole they go and raid ships thing, because sure. that if I were to have a quote of the week, this is where it would be. Okay, go for it. Jenna's quote of the week. Quote, quote. When, when Hephaestus is talking about how they go on raids like pirates, they take to the sea. And yes. Eros goes, for booty. <laughs> for booty, yes. Don't be and, clever, boy. Right. Mortal <laughs> vessels are their targets. And he's like, seminal mortal vessels. <laughs> yeah, we, have not, Fucking... we have not acknowledged all the punning that happens in this oh book. Oh my god. So yeah. much. Uh, Eros it's super clever punning, And uh, yeah. Ares love to make with the puns. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ares has a real like low key snarky pun uh habit that I am personally here for and identify with. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> and Eros is I identify with him and his uh sexual innuendo. In your puns. innuendo. But I'm bumped. Um but yeah, so Linux and Wonder Woman both wake up uh, at night and have the same idea of they need to go free these male, uh, male Amazon children, right? Um, and free them from slavery to Hephaestus, right? And they go down to rescue them. And hey, maybe you should talk to the people first because it turns out that they don't want to be rescued. They were rescued by Hephaestus, and they serve him because they enjoy doing it. And he has given them skills 
and like a life creating things that they, you know, are that are purposeful. So like this is what they want. Yeah. And it's it's in the book's theme about family and found family and all of that. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Um worth yeah. noting is when they go down to Hades, they do in fact take Eros's guns with them. Yeah, Hephaestus takes Eros's guns and hands them to Wonder Woman and says, "Take these with you." Eros's Chekhov's guns. Which leads to what is probably my favorite cover, which is the cover to issue eight, which is Wonder Woman in this John Woo style diving to the side with both of Eros's golden guns just blazing yeah. away. It is real good. <laughs> like, and it's so like Wonder Woman with pi- dual pistols, double firing is like just so not what you ever see of Wonder Woman, right? Wonder Woman meets Lara Croft. <laughs> yeah. She- Yes. She just looks like she's having so much fun with it. Doesn't she? Yes. It's beautiful. I need I need an issue of Justice League where Wonder Woman tries to get the team to go play paintball. And then they do play paintball. And she just kills them. And also Batman the entire time is like, no, no paintball guns. No guns. <laughs> no guns. <laughs> right. And yet it's, it's... and yet he has he has like a bat drone that fires paint gun pellets or something. Oh my god! And I need I need Superman to be like I don't even understand. Never touched this. How do I use this thing? <laughs> Wonder Woman is one paintball team. The other paintball team is captained by Jason Todd. <laughs> and and Damien is just his tank. Yes. <laughs> Batman and Wonder Woman are have or Batman and Superman are having like some sort of boys weekend out being bros and this is what wonder woman and everyone else gets up to when they're out of town <laughs> i love it and and jessica cruz is so happy because she can actually make a paintball gun gun now and fire it with her with her yeah. <laughs> as a construct it's great um and like and like she does it like twice and then there has to be an aside where they go no you can't use a construct you have to fire a real gun so you're only allowed to use yellow bullet, yellow paint bullets now, or we know it's not. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, okay, so... Uh, Simon has Wonder no Woman, problem with this, though. Yeah, Wonder Woman chooses her armor that she's going to go down to hell in, and it's like like the original Wonder Woman outfit, right? Like this, this uh, uh, banded skirt and, like, the original eagle thing on her... And Hephaestus is like, wow, that's archaic. And she's like, yes, I was raised. <laughs> I love it. Oh, see, I I took that uh, that Hephaestus line a little differently. She's holding a sword in front of an yeah. entire wall of automatic r- guns. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yes, yeah. And she chooses the, the sword. But, yeah, but it's like the whole vibe of she chooses that and a shield and sword. Yeah. Right, which her weapon. has yes. a great payoff in a few issues when Hephaestus shows up. It's like, here, let me upgrade your gauntlets, and now her gauntlets can summon like soulbound swords. Yes, she took um, back to the blade. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Hexblade, baby. Um, so she, um, her and Hermes go down into the underworld and find Zola in this Hades reimagining of her farmhouse. Uh, and again, it's now like eight months later. Wait, after fighting gross, gross, entombed statue people, 
Yeah. And the the yeah. uh hellscape of Hades, the literal physical hellscape, is physically constructed from the the souls trapped there who are like, Yep, yeah, I'll spend thirty years as a brick. I've been other things. Let's try out being a brick for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I do like because Wonder Woman's like, are like how? Uh, oh, here it is, right here. Hades uses the dead to construct his kingdom, and Hermes' response is, "Uses? You're implying an unwillingness." Uh, and she's like, "To be walked on, yeah." And he's like, "No, you don't understand. You you don't have a concept of eternity when literally you have forever. So what if you're a brick, a part of a brick for thirty years? It's very yeah. like very literally kind of zen, right? Like." Yeah. It's like, I've been everything else. Why not try being part of a statue for 30 years? Oh, now I'll be part of a throne. Or, yeah, like... I'll be a puppy. Why not? <laughs> sure. Who cares? <laughs> I'll do something different that I've never done before. Um, Yeah. And yeah, these statues, basically the stone cracks a part of them. And then they're just like the, um, you know, the bodies exhibit? Yep. That's just the inner muscle tissue. Yeah, they become those. Which is kind of gross. Um, Inside Out Boy, if you watched a lot of Nickelodeon in the late 90s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Zola's happy, but of course Hades shows up with his literally uh, entire army of the undead, right? And um, captures them, and Wonder, and Wonder Woman's like, uh, you're going to let us go. And he was like, basically the idea is she was like, you want a queen? And he said, I was promised one. Cause his idea was to marry the female daughter that's born to be a queen, uh, and claim the throne of Olympus. Yeah. Right. Um, and he's like, well, maybe there's something else you can give me. And she was like, such as he was like, those pistols belong to Eros, right? Yes. Okay. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a trade. I'll let you have them and you and Hermes and her can go free. And the child, and you give me the guns. Uh, and he's like, "You give me the guns, and all's forgiven." And he's like, "I have your word, of course. You'll have what uh, uh, I'll have what I want." And so he gives, she gives him the guns, and they're like, "Okay, let's go, Zola." And then he he does that that lovely last, "Oh, Wonder Woman," and she turns around, and he fires the gun at her, and she puts up her bracelet to block him, and it goes right through her bracelet and shoots her. In the chest. Shot through it's the heart. A bracelet. It's a bracer. Yeah. yeah. Shot through oh, the heart, yeah. and he's yeah. to blame. A bracer. He gives love a bad name. Indeed. It's true. Um, and Hermes takes Zola and leaves because they need to keep her safe. And Wonder Woman's laying on the ground shot. And that's how we end issue eight. Um, and uh, I believe we've already described what getting shot with Eros's gun does, though, right? Yeah. Um, well... We learn there is a rule. So nine is basically Wonder Woman <laughs> being prepared by Persephone for a wedding to Hades. Yep. Uh, Strife shows up to do her thing and makes Hades realize maybe Wonder Woman's lying and doesn't really love her. Everyone else sort of plans a rescue and we see Hades say, you know, I need you to, before the wedding, prove your love to me. And he has set up a gallows with, as the noose, the lasso of truth. And has her wear it and profess her love. Which we learn after everyone infiltrates the wedding by RSVPing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. 
is true because Wonder Woman loves everybody, but she doesn't love him like that. And by the way, the guns don't work if you don't love yourself and nobody doesn't love themselves more than you, Hades. <laughs> and no one loves themselves more than Eris. <laughs> Except Eris. No, no. Well, no, no one not loves themselves more. No one loves more. themselves more than Eros. But Eros is father is someone Hephaestus. Who loves- Loves him, loves more him than even that. more than Eris loves himself. Yes. Um, so... Yeah. We we did get our introduction to I think maybe the last of the Olympian gods that we haven't seen yet, which is Aphrodite. Oh no, yeah. there's at least one more we haven't seen yet. Is there? Is there one more? Okay. Demeter. Uh, oh right, right, right. Yeah. Demeter shows up in a minute. Um, yeah. But we get Aphrodite, and Aphrodite is never, never more than a section of a body part is shown of her like she's in the super super close foreground usually and it's just like a hip and an arm right and she is always completely nude and we never see her face and ever like everyone is just in awe of her beauty the the pers- the, the the um not persephone the Aphrodite, the way Aphrodite is sprinkled through this and everything you just described, Brian, yeah. is the most Gail Simone shit I have ever seen anyone who is not <laughs> Gail Simone pull. And I mean that in the best possible way. In the best way, yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. I want to I wanna just put a pin on this whole exchange with hades because i think more than anything else like this was the clarifying moment both in this run and for me in general is like what what really good wonder woman as a character is like this sort of chess game step ahead trusting the people around you to have your back and like fighting if you have to but sort of letting everything be based in compassion Mm mm-hmm it's a tricky right. balance but, but not stupidly right. but not stupidly right you've got a backup right. plan yeah yeah like you have a plan knowing that it may come to violence yeah in the end right yeah it's the thing that i love about horizon zero dawn too like this is aloy in that game oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely like, like violence is a tool that i have and may have to employ but it's not my preferred tool in most games have, yeah. have you guys seen that horizon zero that horizon forbidden yes. west trailer fuck yes the last oh line of God. that trailer is is like this vibe the and i'll do whatever it takes as she draws her bow for like the first time in that trailer yeah 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 the rest of it is just like beautiful exploring even with all the the crazy monsters just like looking it's like i have to save the world oh. it depends on me i'm the only one who can do it and if it comes down to fighting, fine, but, like, that's so not the point. And I love yeah. it. Right. Yes. Um, can we talk super, super quickly? Um, I know you guys probably don't care as much as my beautiful goth heart does. That dress? That dress? Oh, my God, that dress. Oh, no, 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 no. I absolutely care about that dress. We can spend the rest of this yeah. episode on that dress. All right, we're done. <laughs> Let's just do this. Um, I, I, I was going to, just because it comes before it, is uh, we see Hades' throne. Which is Kronos chained up. I love it. Oh my god. His gut ripped open with Hades yeah. sitting in it and his eyes leaking wine like blood. Yes. So good. Oh man. Yeah. And and now that dress. And now that dress. No, hold on, wait, wait, wait. First, let's talk about her 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 ladies in waiting, her her attendants. Um 
Katie's daughters. Yep. Uh huh. They're what are they? What they're like? They're like Gorgon jackals. Knolls, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think they're sort jackal-headed of, women, but, right? And they, but they have the the Gorgon snakes for hair. Uh huh. Like also, that's a that's a legitimate Greek mythology thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm more distracted by their dresses and the fact that their dog teeth are in it and. This is the first time I've seen like an anthropomorphic dog creature with its teats, like all six of book. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is such a cool design. I yeah. fucking love this. <laughs> like, like they are still canine. Uh huh. And Very anthropomorphic. Much. It's so good. It's yeah. it's it's really cool. Now that dress. Um. Yeah. If you have not read this book. It's worth it for the dress. The bodice. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's made of. It's probably human flesh. Maybe. I know the guest book definitely is bound in human flesh. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's like this shiny, like, leather, skin-tight looking stuff with a... Like a a red leather. Yeah. Red leather or yellow leather? No, red red leather, leather, yeah. It's red, yeah. I was... And then... (laughs) <laughs> and then like the god what do you uh, like this beautiful the... like drape skirt with like the ruching is held up by hands and i love skeletal it. hands yes. well they're not exactly skeletal they're more well, like mummified mm, with bracelets yeah, mummified and, is a good, and, yeah. and stars and it's just it's just so good it's and just then, so good it's not the neckline because she has like this like that same red leather that her bodice is is like this giant neck choker that surrounds well, her whole neck. Well, right? no, it, it's a, it's a it's a modified keyhole neckline. Okay, how? To, great. <laughs> <laughs> what is the W? What is what would you call that part piece? The red W that is um, across her breasts there. Well, it's more it, it it's attached to her her cloak yeah. her chain I, cloak. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's it, it. This thing is is pretty astounding. I got to tell you. Oh my god. I don't yeah, nerd her... out about clothes that often, but okay, And when we yeah, say chain yeah, cloak, yeah, we don't mean like chain mail. We mean like like chain Jacob Marley loose links of chains that all are these long strings that just make a cloak out of yeah, it. Yeah, and it honestly looks like her underskirt is also that. Oh, it does. It does look yeah. like that. Oh. It's just it's so good. Find, and I need it. Find lace replace with chains yes yes Yes, that's exactly exactly it oh yeah oh and the the sleeves of the dress go down and like form gloves fingerless gloves it's so good it's just so good it's 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 really pretty i need this dress yeah and then we get um we the part that alex was talking about earlier where um you know wonder woman's like yeah i i love you and then we find out it's because i love everybody right well, in the meantime, um, Linux and uh, who's Linux and Hermie? No, Linux and Eros and Hephaestus have come down to try to save her. One of I love this scene. One of uh, Hades's daughters goes and tries to bite Linux's head off. Well, he's made of organic stone. He's literally made out of stone, so her teeth just crack apart on his head. <laughs> <laughs> like, oops, yeah. Um, and like they came to rescue Wonder Woman, and she's like already making good her escape on her own. I love that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And then Hades forms literal a literal river of blood to wash them away. Yeah, and it's got some like the mummy vibes. Like I remember yes, the like stream much. of sand in the mummy. Yeah, where mm-hmm. a face comes out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then Strife shows up. Well, Strife was there because she was one of the only ones attending the wedding, right? So <laughs> Strife shows up and punches Hades through the back of the head to rescue Wonder Woman because she didn't want this to end. <laughs> Essentially is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they strike a deal where this is where we get the, yeah, it, you have to love yourself for before anyone else can love you. And therefore that's why the guns didn't work. Right. Um, yeah. And the very last beat of this is Hades opening Hephaestus's wedding present, which is a mirror. And as soon as he looks into it, Wonder Woman pulls the guns from a distance and shoots him so that he's looking at himself. Himself. Right. Yes. <laughs> the fact that I don't hate that moment is a testament to how fucking good this book is. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise yeah. I'd just be like, that's so dumb. That is the I want most you to dumb. love yourself. Right. Yeah. It's so good. Meanwhile, Hera has been scheming and has made a deal to uh, give away Zeus's throne in exchange for getting Zola and exacting her revenge upon Zola. Yeah. Who is this deal with? Uh, Apollo and uh, uh, Artemis. Yep. The twins. Got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. <laughs> yep. Um, and Apollo and um, Artemis show up to fight Wonder Woman and Hermes and Lennox, and they wipe the floor with them. Yep. Like, it ain't even close. Um, Yeah, Wonder Woman gets a couple of good shots in on Apollo, and then he just wrecks her. Um, Not as much as Artemis wrecks Lennox, though. No, Lennox is uh, in rough shape after this. Mm. Yeah, so... Much like we said, and I think this was a very intentional choice, right? Like, literally just the issue before we saw um, Hades' daughter crack her teeth on his head. He punches Artemis in the face, and his hand cracks open. Yeah. I mean, not just, it just about shatters. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then she punches him in the chest, and there's a big divot in... The rock of his chest. Yeah. It, like a big crack rock. Yeah, divot. It's like, oh, yeah. And then <laughs> Zola comes out. She, this all happens while Zola's in seeing the doctor because she's about to give birth. Um, and they wanted to get her checked. So she jumps in a truck and slams into Apollo, which it's like hitting a telephone pole. It just, he doesn't move at all. And the crook truck crumples around him then she jumps out and shoots him in the face with a shotgun (laughs) just i fucking love that the image of a heavily pregnant country woman shooting shooting a god in the face yeah well yeah yeah (laughs) yes just reminds me of home (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah they deliver zola to hera and uh you know, so she says, yeah, the throne's yours. And we find out that she has her own plan about this because her thought is 
that there is no way Zeus would ever let anyone claim his throne, and that if someone tries, he will return. She was wrong. Oops. No. Oops. The sun rises to the throne and rebuilds Mount Olympus as this, like, city and strips Hera of her powers and casts her down to Earth as a mortal. Yeah. Yep. Um, not, not before Hera throws Zola off of the edge of Mount Olympus yeah. for her to fall forever, right? And Hermes gives Wonder Woman his, uh, some, uh, uh one of his feathers. Uh, wings, yeah. feathers. And she goes and flies down and catches her, saves her. And that's when, yeah, that's when Apollo basically uh, banishes, exiles Hera and makes her mortal. Yeah. Uh, and then Apollo and Artemis are like, well, we've got what we want now. Yeah, you can have Zola back. That's fine. Like, damn. Yeah. Wonder Woman sends everyone back and then the gloves come off, so to speak. Well, and maybe not so to speak, maybe almost literally, except they're... The- she throws Bracers, down the gauntlet. Not gloves. Yeah. Um, so they go back and she's and she's like, Where were we? And Artemis is like, Yeah, you know we kicked your ass before, right? And Wonder Woman, you see her bracelet bracers drop to the ground. And <laughs> Artemis goes, Ha, really? You strip yourself of your best defense against a god? And Woman Woman's answer is my defense? My cuffs were yours. And she is glowing with the power of Zeus. Her lies literally start glowing. And she destroys Artemis. This moment was one of the highlights of this book first time through. And reading it again this time, I'm like, I know it's coming, so I'm just waiting for it. It, It's such a good moment. Yeah. Like... Before, it was 100% the power of Artemis was too much, right? And that's why she defeated... This one, you see you see Wonder Woman use her, her warrior-honed battle skills, right? With a strength now equal to Artemis. Yeah. And it's not a contest at all. It's literally one page, and it's over. Yeah. And then she threatens to kill Artemis, and... Um, Apollo backs down. Can I tell you how much I hate Apollo in this, by the way? Yeah. Because this whole time, he's just sitting on his new throne watching. Yeah. Enjoying the show, right? What a fucking dick. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he lets Wonder Woman go. And then this issue ends with Zola having the baby. And... We find out that literally the very first character we have seen in this entire series, who has been on our side the entire time, now turns. Yep. Not only and her, and this is this is teased so well because there are a couple of times it is. before this where yeah. people ask, "What else is he the god of?" and no one ever answers. Correct. I fucking I love that so much. Yeah. Someone says specifically, "Wait, you're trusting the messenger, right?" <laughs> yeah. The god of thieves? Yeah, Come on. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Hermes takes the baby and pieces out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so by the time Wonder Woman gets back, he's gone. And yeah. And let me tell you how much Zola hates Hera 
and wants to fucking kill her now that she's mortal. <laughs> the two of them together in Wonder Ugh. Woman's world slash apartment bring yeah. me so much joy for the remainder of this series. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. the the degree to which they hate each other, but also like I don't know, there's no one else here. You wanna go get some fucking drinks? <laughs> it's glorious. Yeah. So we find out that Hermes has taken the baby to Demeter, which you know, if you gotta have a caregiver for a baby yeah. or god baby, probably not a bad choice, I guess. <laughs> and then we also get what is, you know, the classic hand reaching up out of the ground as the final page, and a loud boom, which anyone that's been with DC Comics for a while recognizes, uh, and a comment of uh, uh, betrayal, death, perhaps the fall of Olympus, or depending on how you look at it, a beginning. New gods. Also, the figure (laughs) who has fallen is holding a very distinctive helmet in that second-to-last panel. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. It's Orion. Yeah, it is. Uh, and oh, then we shit. cut, and then this is where we cut to issue zero. This is where the zero issue comes So, from. this was one of the very rare zero issues <sighs> that actually used that premise well. Yeah. And maybe one of the single most important issues of this entire run. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, you don't even uh, and know I don't yet, even, Ryan. I was going to say, and I, I was just about to say, and I don't even know all of the repercussions of it. I know some of them. But I can, but like, just what I do know of it already, clearly this is a major, major story point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, can I also say how much I adore Cliff Chang drawing this in like the 1940s, 50s style of art. Yeah, the, the tightrope act that this issue is, to actually pull it off. It is drawn and written as, like, a found issue of the manly all-girl heroes book or something like that. It is all-girl adventure tales for men, number 41. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many ways this could have gone wrong. Oh, absolutely, yes. Especially in, like, the caption boxes and the, we're gonna intentionally overwrite a little bit. But yeah. it's it's balanced really well. To give you an idea of what they, like, they just choose some wording that fits that period without being, like, they say, uh, um, the monthly monster strikes again. Rather than give Wonder Woman's merry men their marching orders, we dug up a story from Wonder Woman's past, right? Because, yeah. like, that kind of, rather than give the, the creators their marching orders, right, that's a very, like, old school mary marvel marching society stan lee vibe yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh uh-huh this entire issue can be summed up pretty easily though it can aries trains wonder woman to fight hoping that she could ascend someday to his position but also becomes fond of her and the first time she wants to fight with a real blade she he he tells her fine, but this one's to the death, and then spares her. Yeah. Cut to her trying to fight the Minotaur because it's framed around her twelfth and thirteenth birthdays, having to find a present to pay honor to the Queen of the Amazons. And Ares suggests, "Oh, go fa- go through this door, and you'll find the perfect present, and it's the Minotaur." 
And he yeah, wants her amazed. to kill and behead the Minotaur and present its head. And the lesson she has learned is to spare the defeated, to grant mercy. Mercy, yep. And Ares is disgusted by this and disavows her. Um, and the Minotaur comes to show her respect, and that's kind of the end of it. Well, yeah, and the, the important line from this is, right, he's raging at her for not killing. He's like, you know, revenge is not an option to leave a foe. You have to, to kill them. Um, a true warrior shows no mercy, and then she says, but war, that night on the mountaintop, you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has no words for her. Well, And there's something right. in this that I had not connected reading monthly um in issue 18 to get ahead of ourselves yeah um the idea of showing mercy on zeus's part comes into play and i had not made the connection the first time through because it had been six months right um but this idea that everything that they are fighting now and things are gonna get real bad we have not seen the tip of the iceberg as far as we are but everything they are fighting now is the product of zeus showing mercy like there is a stakes in what Ares says that is legitimate in in the world building of this run it can and often does blow up in people's faces to show mercy which maybe goes back to the whole thing earlier of getting the job done but only actually coming to blows coming to kill if you have to yeah and then the other thing i love about this is how they end it because it's a super super real like 1960s style ending too right where the end is just uh uh um it feels right sparing the minotaur or am i just fooling myself can my mercy be a tribute to my mother and like it just, then it just ends. Yeah. Like now, right, you would see her going and doing something with her mother or walking up to her. Like there would be like an actual presented conclusion. Yeah. But here it's just like that question and like literally it says the end with a question mark. Like it, it's a very 60s ending where it just kind of stops. Yeah. Once they've made the point they wanted to make. Yeah. But I think especially in the context of this whole run like you don't need to see that extra scene. You don't need to No, you don't. You, you don't. don't need to know that she's not disowned. Like what matters is what's on the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get back to the present day. Then we get back to the present day. And this is very clearly what would be like, you know, the next phase of this, yeah. right? And this is a um, lot of this this next six issue arc, whatever you want to call it. Is right. a lot of pieces coming together. Um, there's been we, we mentioned the prophecy earlier. The assumption has been that it was about Zola's child, right? Um, and the, the 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 comment is the child of what is it like the child of a god will kill the god and t- and assume the throne. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what. We get kind of two things through these next few issues. We see these demigod children of Zeus starting to come together and reach out. Wonder Woman reaches out to them and they start to kind of, as a new generation, as new gods, work with each other and start to trust each other in a way that the old guard doesn't. Then we have the literal new god, Orion, uh, come on the scene because he is sent by High Father to 
stop this prophecy that exists in New Genesis about <laughs> yeah. the end of the source. Um, and we're introduced to a very important character, a couple of very important characters in the Arctic, uh, Cassandra, mm. yes, that one, and the firstborn. Cassandra Cain? Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that, oh, that's right, and we are introduced to another god here, too. Yeah. Dio. <laughs> I don't know if my kids are both very into JoJo's. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you guys know anything about JoJo's, but Dio is like a... I hear it's a bizarre adventure. It, it is a bizarre adventure. And, yeah, like, just saying that they call him Dio just cracks me up in this. Um, but it's Dionysus, right? And he is a late teen punk boy. Yep. <laughs> yep. If there is a character most likely to cross over with Wickdiv. <laughs> yes. 100% yes. Although it is not even close to the Dionysus that's in Wicked. No. 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 Um, yeah. Hey, um, uh, let's talk about our, our new buddy, um, oh shoot, what is his name? He's pretty fly- Milan. Let's talk about our new buddy Milan who shows up in this arc. Milan. Uh. I mean, I'm, I'm skipping forward a couple of issues. Wonder Woman goes to oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 yes, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. And now I know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she goes to, uh, oh, it's Libya, right? Yeah. She, so, uh, Lennox tells her that if she needs to know where Hermes is, there's somebody that may be able to help her, uh, and it's Sharaka. Um, and so she goes to Libya to find her, um, runs off some soldiers, and finds a... Uh, young girl in a pot and frees her. The young girl leads her to a temple in the, a buried temple in the sand where we find out that, of course, like any good story, yeah, it's... That that girl's not a real girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's a spirit or an incarnation and of Sharaka, who is, you know, Wonder Woman's half-sister and um, is... Dead half-sister. Dead and pissed. Yeah. Previously yeah. dead. She got better. <laughs> ish. Yeah, she got ish. better ish. Yeah. She became the wind. Got... Zeus made her the wind. Zeus... Zeus made her the wind. Zeus turned her into the tool of her own destruction. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ancient Greece, and... where favors and curses look a lot alike. Yeah. <laughs> And during this time where, you know, Wonder Woman is slash fighting and we're kind of getting the story of Sharaka, we're also getting some sprinkles of the Firstborn again, who we find out is going to reclaim his armor and weapons. Yes. Uh, One of which has been left guarded by Hades and one of which is guarded guarded by Poseidon. Yeah. He goes on a Poseidon adventure. Yeah, he does. Um, and... Also, his Wonder armor Woman... is made out of dragons. Yes. Well, dragon skin, part dragon parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, he has, on his elbows and knees, he has, like, claws, dragon talons. Talons, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and Wonder Woman being who she is, she, she defends herself with force from Sharaka, but then talks to her and actually embraces her as a sister. Yeah. And yeah, they all good terms now. So good. Yeah. Um, and then we get um, 
Aphrod God, who's who all's here? Af Apollo and Artemis, Aphrodite, Hephaestus, Ares, Dionysus, uh, Dionysus are all gathered around the pool on Olympus <laughs> and soaking in Strife? the pool. And yeah, uh, I don't know if Strife is here. I don't think we see her. So uh, I don't. I don't think Strife is okay. here. She might be. I mean, it's specific. Kind of it's around. specifically the siblings. Yeah, the yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the direct children of Zeus and Hera. Yes, oh. and just that conversation is just beautiful. <laughs> and you know, there's the whole Ares flirting with Aphrodite. Yeah. Right. And Hephaestus going, yeah, like it's just, it's so messed up. Um, we kind of get a little bit of the history of the firstborn. Yep. Uh, where, um. You know, basically, uh, was it Zeus who sent him to? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Zeus demanded his death because of the prophecy, right? That the firstborn would. So if you know Greek mythology at all, right? It, the, the idea is that the firstborn of, of the ruler of the gods will eventually rise up and kill that god and take his place. Yeah. Right? It's what Zeus did with Kronos. Right. Right? Um, and now, you know, it one day should happen to Zeus is the idea. Um, so this person who was called, all we know him as so far is the firstborn. I think that's all we um, will ever know him as. Okay. Um, that he was to be killed. And so Zeus gave him to a witch and she took him out and left him in the plains. And the hyenas came to eat him and then started caring for him and raised him. Oh, great. <laughs> um, we find out why Lennox thought that Sharaka could help Wonder Woman because words are carried on the wind and she is the wind. So if anyone is speaking anywhere in the realm that that her that she exists as the wind, she can hear them. Now, what about leaves on the wind? Hey, man, don't get me started on leaves on the wind. Yeah. Dust in the wind? No. I was thinking wash and that makes me sad, so don't don't go don't take me. That was my goal. I'm a Oh uh, man. Uh You're yeah. So this is where and then the end of this issue is where we see High Father send Orion out to go to Earth, right? And that's the end of issue fourteen now. Uh just to give you a frame of reference as to where we are. Um and then we see her go to find another of her siblings, who is a super interesting character. Milan, I love Milan. <laughs> oh my word! Yeah. So Milan, who we see coincidentally this... is also friends with Orion already. Yes. Okay. Can I say that their previous friendship and and bromance is beautiful? Because uh, I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the first book I have ever begrudgingly liked Orion in. Yeah. And it yeah, remains usually... begrudging. But so we we are introduced to this character. He is pushing a shopping cart. He has this uh, bandana tied around his eyes <laughs> that are it's a red bandana with drawn eyes on it, and it's tied around his eyes like you know as if he's blind. Um, and he is taking um sandwiches from the garbage. Pushing a shopping cart, so he very much appears homeless, right? It's presented that way. Um, and there's, like, all these flies on this sandwich, and he's going to eat it anyway. Turns out that's not as 
gross for him as you might think. Um, <laughs> and Orion shows up. Orion wants him to ask him to do something, and he's like, yeah, I can't do that right now. And he's like, well, okay, then maybe later. I love that Orion doesn't push him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and he's like, all right, maybe later. And he's like, maybe after a joyride? And he's like, sure. So they hop on Orion's, uh, I, I can't remember what they what that's called. Segway. There's a, there's a name. No. It's a I space mean, segway. Yeah. But it, there's, <laughs> there's an actual name for that thing, and I can't remember what it is. But it's Orion's little air scooter fly thing that he flies around on. And they go for a joyride on it. <laughs> it's and so it's funny. Beautiful. Um, well, it turns out that Wonder Woman has to go after this. Um, this is where we start getting Alex's uh, thing that he was talking about earlier, where we have Zola and Hera both sitting on the couch. They apparently each have a remote control, or maybe they're just picking it up from each other and changing the channel back and forth between TV shows. Like, one of the, like Zola wants to watch it, a, a car race. I'm guessing it's NASCAR, because that would just be appropriate. Uh, <laughs> and also, you know what? They've said fuck the Confederate flag, so I'll allow it. Uh, and Hera um, wants to watch like a Kardashian trashy interview talk show. <laughs> and they, they keep changing the channel back and forth until Hera just picks up the remote and smacks Zola upside the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh. It's beautiful. Uh, so... Wonder Woman's like, good God. Okay, fine. Can you two just stay here and not kill each other while we go out, please? Can you can you make that much? And Hera's like, I'm a queen. And she's like, yep, you know what? You are. Here. Order from room service and they will bring you anything you want on a silver platter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's genius. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, so her and Lennox go to find uh, Milan. <sighs> and they do. We, of course, do not know that Milan is the character we've met earlier at this point. Correct, correct. Um, and uh, Zola and Hera, and the reason I bring this up specifically is this becomes important in a minute. Whole, Zola and Hera get bored in the apartment and decide to go out for a drink to a bar. We'll cut back to that. Keep that in your, in your Super mind. Super going to end well, huh? Mm. Honestly, it could have ended worse. True. Yeah. True. Goes better than I would have so, expected. So, um, uh, turns out that Lennox and and Wonder Woman are down in the subway tunnels because that's where Milan lives, or at least where he lives right now. Um, and uh, Lennox is like, "Oh, come on, bro, you know this, that, the other." And Orion is like, "Well, I." Milan's like, "Can you just leave?" And he's like, mm, "I'm afraid I can't do that. Mm, you can't make that, me, and I don't think you can make me." And Orion's like. But I can. <laughs> and uh, there's a line. I don't know if you guys caught this, but it like it made me chuckle a lot. So Orion's like, uh, um, he's like, yeah, I, I came to talk to him about the, the last of the line. And Orion's like, what? You found the last of the line? Where? Who is it? You know, because that's what he was sent here for. Stop you and your damn riddles. And he's like, Milan. And then he just blows smoke in Orion's face and says, Call off your dog, which has a specific reference to Apocalypse, right? Mm -hmm. As in the War Dogs of Apocalypse. Yeah. That made me chuckle <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boo -boo -boo. And then uh, uh, you have no idea, and that Orion's like, you have no idea the kind of danger you're in. 
you know what men you know what I do to men like you and you hear this it better be nothing <laughs> when a woman like me is backing him up <laughs> I fucking love that it's like uh, beautiful uh, yeah, and then uh, this is where we find out Wonder Woman can do her soul sword summoning. Yeah. Because she comes at Orion, and the swords just appear in her hand. And her and Orion have have have, have the fighty fight, and it's good stuff. And you hear Milan say, no, and breathe out a swarm of flies. Gross. Yeah, so now we get an idea about uh, Milan. That he is not what he appears. Um, we get a cut scene of uh, the firstborn getting, I think, his armor. I think this is where he actually gets his armor. Um, and then, <laughs> then we go to our next issue. We see the flies and everything. And uh, let's see him getting sore. Oh, and then we come to the bar where Zola and Hera have gone off to. Um. <laughs> And Ares and Dionysus and Strife show up. Well, uh, before the, Zola orders a Jack and Coke. Super simple, right? She's had her baby. She can drink again. I'm assuming that's part of what yeah. this is for her. The bartender gives um, her shit for ordering a Jack and Coke because it's a nice place. Right. Like one um, Jack and Coke, right? <laughs> and then Hera is literally can't decide on a drink because on Olympus, all she can ever have is wine. So she's like, oh, but. There's so many new things I could try. Hmm. Farm apple syrup, muddled ginger, elderberry, <laughs> or rose water, cucumber, angelica root, select botanicals. I want both of those things. <laughs> right? Can I have both? Yes. She's And Zola's like, it's just a drink. Order a damn drink. <laughs> and, then we, and then we hear from offside, I suggest gin. It makes one's mood foul. Though in your case, mother, it would be fouler. And we see Ares. Did we ever say what Ares presented himself as? Brian Azzarello. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ares is a late 50s bald man with a white mustache and mid-chest beard. I mean, it's it's accurate. That is Brian Azzarello. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just just <laughs> wonderful and super snarky. <sighs> wow. Brian, just in um, case off the top of your head you don't know what Brian Azzarello looks like, you should check mm -hmm. our group message now. Oh. <laughs> oh boy, hang on. Oh, there it is. It's coming up now. Yep, there you go. Oh, yeah, it's 100% Brian Azzarello. <laughs> Brian Azzarello is to Ares as Neil Gaiman is to Sandman. Sandman, there you go. All right. Intentional yeah, or not, that's the look. <laughs> but but no glasses, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Sans glasses. Um, We get... So we, we get a conversation with um, uh, Wonder Woman and Orion and Lennox and that whole group where essentially they're saying, that yeah, the last one, and it's Zola's baby. And Orion's like, wait, it's a baby? I have to kill a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Orion is a complete and utter meathead in this. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's just the best. Yeah. Like, he is... All right, is, her, um, is Orion a himbo? discuss i mean I, i've got so many mixed emotions about orion I, I 
there's so many incarnations that I hate him in. I have trouble separating it out. Okay, but the question was, is he a himbo? And the answer is absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And again, I don't think Orion is good here. See also grabbing Wonder Woman's ass. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. But this is the most, like, I have found him an enjoyable addition to a story. There you go. And then we find out why this bandana is around Milan's eyes. Because he removes it. And we see that his eyes are empty other than the maggots that are there. But also he can see everything all at once everywhere. He sees everything. Much like Sharaka can hear everything. He can see everything. Do you think they have a sibling who can taste everything? I mean, or did, because we know a lot of them are dead. True. Kara yeah. has killed a lot of them. Um, Smell but, everything. Oh, oh, God, that'd be bad, right? Um, it, it, it hurts him to see everything, by the yeah. way. Like, it causes him actual pain. One of yeah. one of the things that we learn about him is he is he has trouble processing the world around him. And it is very possible that it's simply because when he looks at the world, he sees all of the world at once, and it is sensory overload. Yeah. Um, but he sees uh, a castle in roots, a birdman with a tree lady, and a baby with stars for eyes. The important thing here is, so this is uh, Hermes standing. It is Demeter sitting in, and God, I love this. In a wicker hanging chair, <laughs> right, <laughs> with the baby, uh, and the baby opens its eyes and it has glowy Zeus blue glowy eyes, but the baby reaches up and grabs the fly. That is how Milan was seeing. So apparently, what when he says he sees everything, much like Sharaka is the wind, and therefore she can hear everything that's spoken on the wind. Flies are literally everywhere in the world, and you get the impression that he sees through flies. Lord of the flies, if you will. If you will. <laughs> um, and the baby grabs the fly and crushes it. Because the baby yeah. saw him. Because like, the baby saw him through, yeah. It's like, oh, that can't. Um, let's see. Uh, Dionysus shows up at the bar. Strife shows up at the bar. And now we're moving into issue 17. We've only got two left. Can you tell this is not going to end after 18? It's going to keep going. My favorite part so of this is that reading. we said like an hour and a half ago, we weren't going to go beat by beat because it would take forever. <laughs> and we super have. <laughs> but. Oops. I try to just hit the major points and then I realize that they're all major points. <laughs> Takeaway here is you should read the book. You Indeed. Yeah, you should. Um, <sighs> Go ahead, Brian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean we're here we're here now, so um uh let's see. Uh Wonder Woman finds out that they're not in the thing, shows up at the bar. Ares grabs uh, Zola tries to attack Ares. Uh and he like you're really going to attack Ares? Really? Like is that going to work out for you? You got Moxie kid her. and I hate Moxie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she, literally, she grabs a knife. Wonder Woman, he's here to kill. And he literally, in, in the span of a glass falling to the floor, grabs her, disarms her, spins her around, and now has the knife at her throat. One thing we haven't mentioned about Ares that is actually really important is yeah. he's kind of done. 
He doesn't have any fight in him, ironically. Yeah. He's here to kind of observe and watch and just, like, and I mention it now because if he actually gave a fuck, Zola would be dead. But there's no pride, there's no whatever, it's just, he is a tired old man. Well, he, like, you see, like, two or three different times you see different of his siblings or relations ask him, you know, are you not going to try for the throne? Right? Because, like, that would be the ultimate Ares move, right? Yeah. That's what you would expect of him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm I'm just done. Like, I don't have it in me to do that, yeah. to, to expend what it would take to try to, to try to manipulate my way onto it, the throne. And I, I like, I don't care anymore. So he gives... Zola and the knife to Wonder Woman, essentially, if she'll have a drink with him, right, and tell him the story. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Okay, fine." Um, Listen to episode two fifteen of Panelology. <laughs> uh, something about uh, oh, she's like, you know, will you take us to Demeter? And he's like, no, I won't take you. You plural. Uh, oh, she was like, will you take us? And he's like, of course not, but I'll take you. Uh, yes. So, and of course, nobody wants to trust him. Uh, Wonder Woman's like, well, you know, got to be done. I got to get your baby back. Right? Baby back, baby so back. So I, lo- I love how they do this. They go up to the garden that's on the roof of this building in New York, right? He, he goes and p- starts pulling up a plant that's potted in a pot. That's a good place like, to have a that? potted plant be potted. What is that? <laughs> He's like, funny enough, it's sage. I'm like, okay, that was clever. Because in the hole that is left where he pulled up the plant, there is a hole that has stairs that go down into the realm of Demeter. It's like, oh. It would have been better if it was corn. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, sage, right? As in sage. But anyway, I thought it was clever. Yeah, but she's the corn mother. Well, I understand. Hearth and home. Corn mother. She's the mom, the mom with the corny touch. I don't know how there's not like a cereal that is Demeter cereal or something like that because she is the goddess of cereals. It makes me crazy. Right, I'm cereal gonna, and I'm going to invent it. Yeah. Now, are we sure she's not the goddess of the podcast cereal? Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. But I do think that just having Demeter Rose would be a wonderful thing for this world. Ah. <sighs> So they get to the realm of Demeter, and Hermes attacks uh, Ares and wounds him. And, and that's why I'm afraid of birds. <laughs> yeah. And then he and Wonder Woman fight, uh, which is so sad after, you know, so much of him being on our side for so much of this, right? I know. I didn't want to hate him, and then I hated him. Yeah. Uh, we get the first one fighting off Poseidon to get his weapons, which is apparently a giant buster sword from uh, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, literally, it's it's three, it's five times the size of himself. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Wonder Woman is um fighting Hermes, and something about a uh, speed can't be taught, and there's no one faster than I. And literally, he grabs her two arms, spreads them to the side, and is about to strike her and kill her when we get a boom tube and Orion comes in. (laughs) Yay. Because when Um, he was grabbing Wonder Woman's ass, he was actually picking up a hair because his 
space Segway can track DNA anywhere. It's a, it's a something cycle. It's a something tri tricycle. No, that's. That would be I'll look it up so I can oh. free Brian of this curse. God, I can't remember what no, it's Brian, called. No, Brian, he he has to ride a tryhard cycle. <laughs> tryhard. <laughs> Jen wins. About to pass out with the migraine. I still fucking got it. It is it is 100% a Ryan's tryhard cycle. Yes. Omnicycle? That sounds right. Damn, I'm second guessing myself. I think it's the Omnicycle. Astro anyway. harness. <laughs> No, I don't think that's what the cycle is called. Is it anyway? He and Wonder Woman jump on it and try to outrace Hermes. Like they're like flying as fast as, and she's like, "Hey, uh, can you slow this thing down on my word?" It's like, "Why would you want me to do that?" And she's like, "Word." <laughs> the Astro Harness is an alien artifact of unknown origin, capable of self repair, flight at light speed, interstellar teleportation, energy projection and absorption, force field generation, and possesses a tractor beam. I guess that is it. Astro, yep. The Astro Harness. Okay. There you go. Um, so when they stop, Herbie's goes flying by them, and she she literally does the same thing that was done to him in the very first issue and clips his one of his foot wings off so he can't fly anymore. I love it. It's beautiful. Um, and then they go confront Demeter. Uh, or, or actually, while they're doing that, Ares confronts Demeter, walks up to her, rips open her belly, reaches in, and pulls out the baby. Because apparently that's where she's hidden. Um, oh, wait, what did you say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman shows up and shows her compassion. And let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, they go Back to New York, and we find out that Ares did indeed take the baby. And what did he do with it, Alex? He gave it back to Zola. Yeah, he just took it back to Zola and gave it to her. <laughs> I'm sorry, gave him to her. Yeah, yes. correct. We find out it is a him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, <laughs> Wonder Woman's like, War? And he's like, You owe me, little one. Which is what he called her in issue zero back when he was training her. Yes. Right? So, like, yes, it's like, you know, student. Essentially, you know, a, a student pet name for her. So, um, and Strife is there, and Hera in her mortal form is there. Like, it's like this big, like, literally you see the, the last shot of this is Wonder Woman holding the baby on the couch sitting next to Zola, who is next to Ares. Orion kind of leaning over the couch, and then behind the couch is uh, Strife and Hera and Lennox, all with drinks snarking at each other and like it's just this group family scene shot and it's like oh my god this is a screwed up family and orion, the orion... <laughs> yes go alex orion oh it's a boy baby thank god it'll be so much easier for me to kill than it, it would be so much easier for me to kill than if it were a girl baby <laughs> and they all look and at they him all like, just look stare daggers at him and he says <laughs> You people are all sexist. <laughs> Orion, sentient comment section. <laughs> sentient comment section. He should just be wearing a shirt that says not God of in. internet comments, yes. That's... Oh, it's beautiful. 
I fucking hate him so much. <sighs> He's awful, but like I love him being in this book because yes, just meathead idiot. Yes. So Brian, you're gonna go read the next eighteen issues. Oh, I have no choice. I will absolutely <laughs> have to do that. Um, I do have to find real quick. I'm hoping I can. Uh, I think it's got to be this one, right? Uh, I want to find my quote of the week. Well, I've had like seven, so. Yeah. Now it's finally your turn. I think Brian has also had about seven so far, too. Oh, here it is. Well, I, nope, I found it's it. It's just so good. I found it. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, uh, I want to see how much of it I need to read here. Uh, Hera basically is holding the pregnant Zola at the top of Olympus at this point. And she's like, but I have faith in the, this is when she's convinced that if Apollo takes the throne, that Zeus will show back up. And she says, but I have faith in the only man I love you girl. Did you love him? And Zola looks at her and goes for about an hour, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Get it girl. Get it. <laughs> Didn't someone retort that. to that? That seems awfully short. Yeah, yeah. Strife then says, that doesn't seem nearly long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Okay, that was it. Uh, good God, was this good. Um, yeah, I can see why you adore this and have been promoting it for three years now, Alan. <laughs> Four years. Um, Oh, okay. Well, that oh, we've God, been doing yeah, this podcast years. longer yeah, and 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 much longer before. Honestly. About nine years in total. There is one book I own the absolute edition of, and it is this. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. If you're curious, um, I... that absolute edition is split into two volumes. It is worth it. Uh, also, nice. I I don't know if. I assume that that's still available. This hasn't been reprinted in trade since, like, this got one printing in hardcover and one printing in paperback. Um, It's actually super, super hard to find, but it is on Comixology, and it is all on DC Universe. So if you have trouble finding it physically, look to the digital. Yeah, and yeah, it's it on is... Comixology Unlimited to borrow, too, if you need it. This whole run? The first three, at okay, least. Okay, cool. Yeah. Super, super good. All right. Long book. All the recommends. <laughs> All the recommends. I'm trying my damnedest. I want to delay it as long as possible. I am possible. trying my damnedest. Even after <laughs> oh, editing, this is going to be more than two fine. hours. Go ahead. Let's get to it. Long box book report. It's the long box book report. Fuck you. Yeah. I had the new Teen Titans, uh, the 1984 volume, number 23. And this is, at last, Starfire versus Blackfire. Starfire is the only Teen Titan in this entire issue. That doesn't seem like it would be a problem for you, knowing what I know about you, Brian. Mm, yeah, for real. You know. Other than literally there is this entire issue. Like, here's the thing. I I love the Teen Titans. I love the characters that were created for the Teen Titans. There's a lot of the stories that don't hold up as well now. So that's not a modern problem. A contemporary problem. No. Right. Yeah. Um, And mostly in this case, it is this entire issue 
probably could be told in about three pages. Because the same thing gets said like 12 times by everybody. Everybody says like three things, and they all say them like 12 times each. Blackfire's on the throne of Tamarin. Uh, Starfire has reconnected with her brother and is leading a revolt to overthrow Blackfire. Um, but everybody has discovered that although Blackfire is an awful, horrible person who tried to have her family killed, she's a really fucking good ruler and, like, has made solid progress and improvements for the people and the cities of Tamaran, and, like, they like her as a ruler. But Starfire can't get over the fact that she tried to kill them and knows that she's evil, so she's going to keep fighting, and although... Killing is hard for her now because she's been on Earth with the Titans and realized how precious life is. In this case, she's willing because Blackfire is so evil that she will kill her. And that happens for about 18 pages. <laughs> and then Blackfire and Starfire finally fight each other instead of Starfire just fighting her horses. And uh, I feel like Brian basically just buried the lead here. Basically, they say the same thing then to each other. Uh, in the meantime, her parents, the the former king and queen, right? Well, their parents, uh, have been secretly smuggled back to the planet and are meeting with the council, basically the ruling council who advises the king, or in this case, queen, because uh, Blackfire is on the throne. Uh, and... Uh, Basically, when Starfire is literally about to unleash a Starbolt to kill Blackfire, her father shows up and says, Stop, and I've met with the council, and Blackfire is going to remain on the throne. Because she's actually the best thing for Tamaran right now. Um, however, the ruling council has said that she will rule with the advice and beside her parents, who the people love. So, it is. Her parents are the heart of the people, and she is the, the the brains, the business of the people, right? And so that's how Tamaran is going to be ruled moving forward, and Starfire can't accept this, so she's going back to Earth. The end. This sounds like the categorical opposite of this Wonder Woman run. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, it absolutely, and there's so many words to say all of that, yes. <laughs> over and over again. Well, Brian. Over and, and here's the thing, right? And I think that's honestly, it, that's the difference between this story being told then and the story being told now. They would have said all that once. If this story were being retold now, they would have said all that once, right? And expressed all of that. And then all of the battle would have just been beautiful art with few words, not restating it again. Mm -hmm. But you can't have a page with no dialogue in the 80s. <laughs> no, like literally, you can't. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they, in order to do that, they just say the same thing again and again and again. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was my long box report. As much as I love these characters, this was this was it wasn't hard to get through, but it was not as enjoyable as reading a current book. That's unfortunate. That. It is. It is. And as I try to quietly reach for my dice. I smack everything on my desk. It's because it's the Dice Tower of Doom, right? Pretty much. And because my elbow got caught on my microphone cable. 
Oh no. Okay. Um, Jin, odds are evens. Evens. It's a six. God damn it. <laughs> no, I thought that means she got it. <laughs> Would that it were so. Okay, Brian, what are my options? Your options are Alpha Flight, Volume 1, Number 6. So, 106 issues prior to the last one I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Or, X-Men Spotlight on Star Jammers, Number 2. You know, I think it's time to find out what's behind door number 3. <laughs> oh, what? Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> it literally cannot be worse. <laughs> oh no I'm so anxious for you right now I believe this is Super Friends number one. Uh, oh no I don't think I have number one I have Super Friends I don't think I have Super Friends number one da, 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 da. Yes that is exactly this is like, what this is This is like the 70s Super Friends Yes 1976 right? Super Friends number yeah. one there oh my we god. Go. Beautiful stuff right there. I feel like I could have done worse than this. I enjoyed this cartoon. Yeah, this was a this was a comic adaptation of the 70s cartoon that came yeah, out. Yeah, I can I can yeah. live with this. This is much better than either of the options Brian just gave me. <laughs> I don't understand why you're both so afraid of door C. <sighs> door number three. Option C. Whatever. Because you haven't been bitten by it yet. Yet. Because because keep it simple, stupid did not work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. I think that's going to do it for us for today. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Doom Patrol. Because yeah! later next week, after our episode comes out, season two of Doom Patrol starts on DC Universe and HBO Max. Yeah. I'm so excited. And if you have not watched season one, I highly recommend you do that this week because it is damn good. It is. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about the first two arcs of the Grant Morrison run. That's issues 19 through 34, which are on Comixology as Doom Patrol Book One and on DC Universe. Written by Grant Morrison. Artists are Richard Case, John Nyberg, Doug Braithwaite, Doug Braithwaite Scott Hanna, Carlos Garzon. Colorists are Daniel Vazzo and Michelle Wolfman. And letterer is John Workman. It's going to get weird next week. going to get so weird. I look forward to oh. trying to Brian trying to explain Doom Patrol beat by beat. The best <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh, I can, sum it up. I can sum it up right now. Shit fucked up. <laughs> We'd like We should just like call upon the universe to try and get Alan Tudyk on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most bonkers. That would be the most bonkers of all time. Yeah. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. You can visit us. At, you know what? I'm not reading this whole outro. We have gone on long <laughs> enough. Fuck it. Anything I can do to shave a few seconds off. <laughs> thank you to everyone. How about that? Thanks, Chase. Yeah. We have a website. Just use fucking Google. Send us questions if you want. We're sorry. This has gone on too long. My name is Alex. I'm Jenna. Man, I'm Brian. Go read comics. No, I have to edit. (laughs) 